Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
way of announcements. Okay, I'm grateful to God for all that he, he does for every one of us. So uh, when we were going for the Mountain of the Lord conference, my wife couldn't get the time off. So I, I, I was going, but now where to put the kids to go is a, a dilemma because she worked daytime, who will watch the kid? So if I'm going, I have to take the kid with me. So I was, the, those kids, you know, they are above of two, two years or so, full fair. As I was thinking, uh, I mentioned to, I was, I, I was just thinking, we were thinking what to do, who to bring the kid to, and then my sister out of nowhere sent a text message that we miss the kid. When are you going to come again? And I said, well, I'm going to Ghana. But uh, right now, we don't know where to put the kid. She said, bring them to Benin. I'll pay the ticket for the kid. And I said, OK, but I'm going to Ghana. How did they go there? He said, OK, come to Benin. I pay the ticket for the kid. And your ticket to Ghana and come back, I'll pay that also. So you only need to pay round trip to Benin. So I, I did that. It was easy, smooth, and all our expenses, they take care of everything. And so when we serve God, I mean, God provides whatever he asks us to do, he provides for us to do it. So when I was in, in Benin, every day almost, my boss will come, call, when are you going to come back? And I said, I'm here for three weeks. And he said, there's so much mess, so much mistakes. I want you to come earlier. And I said, I can. So he offered to pay the fee to change the ticket. And I said, OK. I informed him that I'm with my children. And he said, I don't know about that. He want to pay only for me. I said, I can't leave my children. So you see me in three weeks. And I stay. So almost every day, he would send me what's going on, everything. I stay. After three weeks, I came back. When I came back, I told him I'm back. He said, come. So on my way to drop my wife to, to the train station, I stopped to say hi to him. He jumped on me. He said, oh, three weeks in Africa. That means you have spent a lot of money. I said, yes. He said, let me give you something. He went to the office, and he brought me $200. He said, it's a gift. Take care of your thing until I said, thank you. Then he walked me out to say hi to my wife. When he got to my wife, he told her it was very difficult with this guy. I don't know if we can make him without him. But I don't do anything special. I'm not even a high tech. I don't, I don't know what I do. All that is God. And I left on my way home. I got pulled over. Just, I mean, the light was yellow. Everybody passed yellow, you know. It was yellow. Just I, I continue. Yeah. I mean, most, most of, most of, most of, you know. And then he, he pulled me over. I stopped. He gave me the ticket and he said, "Okay, this is a two point on your your license. Is ninety dollars?" I said, "Fine, no problem." So I continue. As I, I got home next day, the lawyer they sent already. Oh, yeah, have all your information. So come and pay two hundred. You will pay only the ticket we take out. I said, the devil is uh, after those $200 that I got. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to do that. I filed non-guilty. When I said non-guilty, every day, uh, it worried me. 
you know, I don't know what to do. Well, if I go there, what am I going to say? I don't know. So I'm worried every day. And one day I was at work, and as I worry, I don't know what to do. Every day is like a headache for me. Then a sweet and quiet voice ministered to me and quoted the scripture. Be anxious of nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. He will grant you peace. I was just, the scripture just came like that. So I went to the bathroom. That's where I usually pray at work. I went there, and then I, I was about to kneel down to pray, and only then I remember that I have had that same situation before. That's how we are. I forgot completely that our reverend, our prophet, he has poured oil on this, on this piece of paper for me during oven, pray, oven meeting prayer. Yeah, there's this Lelo paper is very anointed and very powerful. It has done so many things that I don't have the opportunity to share. So when I got, I remember, I just took the ticket and put in this paper and said, you are canceled. And I said, you said, let your record be made known. God, what I want is this ticket to be canceled. That's it. When I left, about 20 minutes, one police officer walked to the store. And then he told me, do you drive? I said, yes. And then he gave me a card, and he said, with this card, whenever you are pulled over, just give it to them. My name and uh, uh, my phone number is here. You, and I said, I wish I had this earlier. He said, what happened? I said, I got already a, a red light ticket. He said, who gave you the ticket? Give me the name and the, and the information, everything home. So he said, I will come back. And of sure, the next day he came back. I gave him the ticket. He saw the name. He said, don't worry, it's canceled. And then, when he said that, the, the guy who gave me the ticket, the police guy who gave me the ticket came. After he told me it's canceled, the police came and he said, I'm sorry, uh, that was me who gave the, you the ticket and this and that, but don't worry. When you go to court, they will just say dismiss, you know. Tell your friend who, who talked to me that I came to apologize. And of true... When I went to the court, they called me and they said, the ticket is dismissed. Yes. Wow. Is this a miracle? I mean, you don't have to doubt that God is in this. I mean, what I'm getting from this story is that God is interested in our affairs. No matter how you might call it, I don't know. But, you know, sometimes we think, oh, only spiritual things what God is interested in. But God is interested in your life, your driving life, your shopping life. I'm sure God is even making this. You don't have new clothes. Let's send you some money for new clothes. You'll be wondering, God, are you concerned about these things? Of course, I'm your father. May God look your way. <laughs> Receive a thousand dollars free Macy's shopping card in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together. Let's welcome Reverend to the pulpit for our baby dedication and preaching wow. of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Tickets cancellation. Brother, 
I prayed for you for that prophecy, but I need that prophecy myself. <laughs> I tell you. That's why you shouldn't miss open heavens. When we hear open heavens, don't miss it. You understand? I mean, whatever they are going to pay you at that job for that Friday night, the miracle is far more than that. So this Friday, come for open heavens, okay? We pray. It's a time of prayer. Hallelujah. Nobody is doing magic there. My magic happens. <laughs> what did I say? I say magic happens. So make sure you come to open heavens. Hallelujah. And once again, Trust in him. Believe in him. He's your protector and your defender. Be still. Be still. He's in control. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I will be still. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is in control. Tell your neighbor God is in control. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. Job chapter 23 and verse 9. He says, actually let's start from verse 8. Behold, I go forward, but he's not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. Verse 9. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. Verse 10. But he knoweth the way. That I take. But he know, even though I cannot see him, he knoweth the way that I take. Even though I don't, I, I, I can't see him, but he knoweth the way that I take. He said, On my left hand, on my left hand, where he doth worketh. That's what I'm telling you, be still. On my left hand, God does not, God works on your left hand, not on your right hand. On my left hand. Because most people are right-handed. So your left hand represents your weak hand. So in your weakness, God is working. Amen. Hallelujah. On my left hand, where he that worketh. On my weak side. So even though I don't see him, even though I cannot feel him, it does not mean that he's not working. On my left hand, he is working. That's why I say be still. That's a word for somebody. Be still. That's my word for somebody. Be still. Because he worketh on your left hand, on your weakness, on where you cannot see. Hallelujah. 
So the fact that you cannot see him or you don't feel him does not mean that he's not working. But on your left hand, in your weakness, in your insufficiency, in your lack, in your difficulty, he is at work. Hallelujah. I will be still and know that you are God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. God is mysterious. Hallelujah. I've been talking to you about the mystery of God, the mysteries. God is mysterious. The fact that you cannot feel him or see him does not know that he's not working. He says, on my left hand, where he that work? But I cannot behold him. Where he that work? He works. That's why Paul said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Hallelujah. Once again, tell your neighbor, be still. He's working. You know, because God's, God's, ways are, God's ways are not our ways. His plans are never our plans. Hallelujah. That is why in the book of James, he says that it is a mistake to say that tomorrow I'm going here. Next week I'm going here. No, don't, don't say that. Say, if God wills. Hallelujah. Because you can say you want to go here, but it will never happen. So always say, if God wills. If God wills. Hallelujah. Because God's will is always mysterious. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So we've been talking about, I mean, I was talking about the mysteries of God for a while. And uh, I think um, then there was um, something. Um, hmm? Vision, no, no, before that, there was, there was Mother's Day. Then after Mother's Day, there was Vision of Tools. So I interrupted my mysteries. But today, by the grace of God, we are going to talk about the final mystery. Hallelujah. How many things? What, how, we talk about the mystery of his will. The mystery, the mystery of what? Please preach back to me. The mystery of what? Godliness. What other mystery? Prayer. What other mystery? Inclusion. Good. Now we are going to talk about the mother of all mysteries. How many things? How many things? What, what is the mother of all mysteries? Salvation. Hmm. Good. It looks like that. I'm not sure, but let's see. We talk about the will of God. What's the mother of the mother of all mysteries? The mystery of all mysteries. What the Bible describes as great mystery. You see, we talk, every mystery there was no the word wasn't great. Okay, let's look at the mother of all mysteries. Hmm. Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians chapter 5. And I read from verse number 22. Tighten your seatbelt. Wives, <laughs> submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Say everything. I want to hear you say everything. 25. Husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. 
that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Continue, brother. That he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle. So if your wife has spot or wrinkle, it is your fault. You did not polish it well. <laughs> to himself. Okay? Not having a wrinkle or any such thing that it should be holy and without blemish. 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause, shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. It's like a wedding ceremony. This this preach to me. This what are you? Re- this this every mystery was a mystery. Mystery, but this one is called great mystery. <laughs> this is a great mystery. So we spoke about mysteries of God, but the greatest of all the mystery is the mystery of marriage. Mystery. Marriage is mysterious. Castondoria. This. Paul said this thing. Where a man leaves his father. And joins his mother. Is a great mystery. It's noisy. I'm taking my time. Mystery. Was it mysterious to Paul? Solomon, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18. I'm preaching. It's a short message. The greatest of the mysteries. So we are talking about the mystery of marriage, the greatest mystery. You can't believe it. Paul said, among all them, this one is a great mystery. <laughs> Proverbs 30, verse 18. Christian brother, if you have the New Living Translation, give it to me so we can understand it well. If you have the NLT, but if you don't have it, take the King James like that. You have the NLT? Then you very good. There are three things that amaze me. No, four things I do not understand. Number one, how an eagle glides through the sky. Number two, how a snake slithers on a rock. Number three, how a ship navigates the ocean. And number four, how a man loves a woman. <laughs> it's in the Bible. I don't understand. It's mysterious to me, Solomon says. <laughs> Number four. How a man loves a woman. I don't get it. What a mystery. And Solomon is the one who had a lot of women. One, three, uh, 300 wives, 
700 concubines, 1,000 women. Still, I don't understand. What a mystery. He said, I don't understand it. You see, he said, three, he said one is they are amazing to me. It's an eagle. You see, how the eagle just suddenly shoots up vertically. Because most bears glide. So there must be something about the eagle that makes him shoot up. It's a mystery. Number two, how a snake glides on it. Because you see, you, you see a snake on a sharp rock and it's moving, it doesn't cut it. But if you try crawling on a rock, it will cut you. So there's something mystical about the snake. That makes him glide without getting cut. Number three, a ship. It's such a huge object. When you fall in water, you sink. But how this huge object is able to float, there must be something about it that keeps afloat. And number four, how a man loves a woman. I don't get it. I'm preaching. I'm taking off my jacket. I'm preaching quietly. How a man, because you see, someone said that the way women are, I find it amazing. <laughs> The way they are. I still don't get it. Why somebody will invest their future into such a thing? I don't get it. It's a mystery. <laughs> the women are quiet. This thing will come and give you a headache, trouble, wahala. I don't get it. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. There must be something about it that I don't get. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse number 25. Still stay with the NLT, brother. This is a great mystery. First Corinthians 7, 25. Now, about the young women who are not yet married, I do not have a commandment, I do not have a command from the Lord for them. <laughs> but the Lord, in his kindness, has given me wisdom that can be trusted. And I will share it with you, young men who are not married. Because of the present crisis, I think it is best to remain just as you are. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, please, I didn't write the Bible. I did not write the Bible. I'm just reading it. <laughs> you have a wife do not end the marriage if you do not have a wife do not get married <laughs> but you see but if you get married it is not a sin and if a young woman gets married it is not a sin however I am trying to spare you <laughs> the extra. 
However, I am just trying to spare you the extra problems that come with marriage. That's all. No, it's okay. However, I am trying to spare you the extra problems that comes with marriage. There are already existing problems on your own. And I'm telling you that by going to get married, you are going to get an extra problem. So I am sparing you. Am I preaching to you? I'm reading the Bible. He said, I want to spare you the extra problem. Yes, still. In, see, I'm talking about the mystery. In spite of the extra problem and the extra difficulty, which we all know, many people still want to get married. That's the mystery. In spite. I mean, there are many wives here who have cried on numerous occasions because of their husbands. Let the woman say yes. Is there any wife here that your husband has made you cry before? I said, I'm asking a question. Is there any woman that your husband has made you cry before? You were crying and because of your husband. Including yours truly. She has cried because of me. <laughs> I think my wife has cried. I'm sure she has cried because of me. Have you? It's you. Many women have cried because of your husbands. What he did, what he didn't do, what he said, what he didn't say. Where he went, who was that? You have cried. What did he say? When he said he would come, he didn't come. The way he talked to me, the way he shouted, you have cried numerous times because of him. And yes, sir, those after you want to still get married. This is a mystery. <laughs> I'm preaching. I mean, all the young men here who are not married, please stand up. I say, all the young men here who are not married, please stand up. Young women, not, not, not young men, young women. All young women who are not, st- please, are you, why, are you, why are you sitting down? I'm the pastor. All the young men who are not married, please stand up. Young women who are not married, please stand up. Now, I'm going to ask you, be honest with me. Those of you who don't want to get married, sit down. Have you seen? After all the verses I have read. (laughs) Can you believe it? After all the verses that you will get trouble, he will make you cry. Have you seen them still standing? Because this is a great mystery. Something that has an inherent thing of oppressing you, you still want it. Please sit down, put your hand. May God give you good husbands. I say, may God give you good husbands. Husbands that they will be happy that they married you. It's a great mystery. After you've been, a, you see, after you've been a pastor, you see, any pastor will tell you most of our times as pastors are spent 
either counseling people to get married or when they get married, counsel them to get That's our job. That's our job. It's a mystery. Yeah. The mystery of marriage. Hallelujah. That's our job. I'm preaching. That's our job. That's what we do all the time. And, 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 and you see, listen, the original creation is a mystery. You've got trouble. The original creation, when he said he created man, he said it was not good for man to be alone. So he made man a woman. That is the original plan. That is, that is perfect before the fall. Then after the fall, something changed. And this time the statement was, your desire shall be towards your husband. Your desire shall be towards your husband. Your desire shall be towards your husband. The original ones that the man, it's not good for the man to be alone, so he should come looking for you. But after the fall, things have changed. You are looking for the man. Church is quiet. That is why I say as a good advice. And like Paul. Not, not as a commandment from the Lord, but it is a true saying. The, or, the original plan for a, for a woman is that a man should come look, look, for, look for you. Because when a man has found a wife, he has found a good thing. So don't be a woman who is looking for a man. Because with my little experience, all those girls who fought every woman to go, they fought every other girl for that boy. After they married the boy, the boy doesn't treat them well. So don't be fighting other ladies for that boy. Let him come look for you. No, you look for him. I'm preaching, I'm preaching. Because when you go looking for him, that is the desire, that's the curse. Hmm. It's a mystery. I say it's a mystery. Hallelujah. Yeah. He said, those who get married have trouble. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so Reverend, we shouldn't marry. You are married. And you say we shouldn't marry. I didn't say that. That's not what I said. Okay? In spite of the inherent problem and the difficulties, marriage still is a good thing. And let the church say Amen. In spite of all the difficulties and all the problems, it is still a good thing. It is still a better thing. For it is good, it is not good for a man to be alone. It, that's God saying it is not good for a man to be alone. Hallelujah. So rather, you see, let me be, say a plan. Marriage is a good thing when you hit the right jackpot. I'm preaching. 
It is a good thing when you hit the right jackpot. Yeah. When you draw the wrong card, you are done for. Game over. Checkmate. But when you hit the right jackpot, it is a good thing. So, what I'm trying to say is that it is one of the institutions that before you enter, make sure you are led right. And you are using the right parameters. You are using the right check marks so that you hit the right jackpot. So it's not something that you're going with. I'm looking for a TikTok, six pack. You may get TikTok, six pack, but it's the wrong jackpot. You've thrown the wrong card. I'm preaching. If what is making you make the choice is the six pack and the, and the, and, and, and the car he's driving, then you can easily draw the wrong card. Yeah. He may be one pack. Some of us are now one pack, pot belly. But I tell you. <laughs> but he may be a jackpot. So what should guide you is not how the breast or the buttocks. What should guide you is the word of God. So that when you use the word of God as a check mark, you can hit the right jackpot. Because when you hit the right one, it's a blessing. Yeah. It's still a very good thing. Marriage is actually a very good thing. God instituted it. But just make sure that you strike it w- well. And anything that you have to hit it right, you have to be very careful about the parameters you use, the check marks you use. Are you using the right check marks? Are you using prayer? Are you using word of God? Are you using good counseling? Or you are using breast and you are using botox. First of all, the breast that you are following is not true. It's fake. <laughs> I'm preaching, don't look at me. That breast that you are following, look, it is fake. It is all silicone. It's all fake. <laughs> I'm preaching. I mean, the breast that you are so admiring, it has been padded, adjusted, modified, it's standing out. What? Get ready for a shock when they take it off. <laughs> I'm preaching. The hair. The last thing that should deceive is the hair. The hair. The hair. Oh, please. I've been a pastor. The hair. The hair. Please. I mean, what human being? Today, the hair is short. Tomorrow, the hair is long. Are you deceived? Then when she does the hair like this, she says, please. Total Brazilian, Peruvian, Mongolis. <laughs> oh. All right. Let me continue my message. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. So pray that you hit the jackpot. Are you hearing me? And if you're already in it already, if you are already in it, then my prayer to you is that pray that the miracle at the first wedding of Cana will happen. Whereby the wine got sweeter at the end. 
You didn't get that one. Pray. Because the wine went, because the wine at the miracle got sweeter at the end. Because Jesus touched it. So if you're already in it and it's not sweet, pray for the Lord to touch it. Let Jesus touch it. That just like you touched the marriage at Cana, just as you touched the, the wine at Cana, touch my marriage so that as the years go, it will become sweeter. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, how do we unravel this mystery? I said it's a jackpot. It's a jackpot. See, anything, anytime something is mystical, it is a key. You can unlock it. If only you can get the key, you will enjoy it. How many wants to know how to unravel the mystery? The rest of you don't care. You really want to know how to unravel this mystery so that you will enjoy it. And hit the, see, how, to, how do you unravel the mystery? And that's what Paul told us. That is what Paul told us in Ephesians. Okay? That is what Paul told us in Ephesians. What the verse that we read, Ephesians 5.22. To unravel or to enjoy marriage to really un uh, and unravel and enjoy marriage and, and, and enjoy the mystery, they are duties of a wife and duties of a husband. Which Paul told us, but when I was reading, you didn't get it. When you read that scripture, for a wife to enjoy her marriage, two things, every man, look, every man, whether it is the CEO of Einstein Young, or a finger the garden boy. It doesn't matter who the man is. Every man, whether it is high or low, employed or unemployed, requires two things, only two things from a wife, which is submission and support. Don't look at me. I'm preaching. The duties of a wife are, can be summarized in two. To submit to your husband and to support him. No matter even how broke the guy is, the last thing he wants is a woman who challenges him. Let the church say, yes. I'm preaching. No matter how down low the guy is, when it comes to a wife, he will want somebody who will submit to him. That is what S and S, write it that way, S, the duty of a wife, S and S, submission and support. That's right. He said, wives, this is the mystery. Paul was, Paul was trying to unravel the mystery to us. Wives, submit unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. The Lord. Hmm. It's not easy, but we are preaching. We are preaching. Hallelujah. said, submit us unto the Lord. Okay? Just ask. See? As the church is subject to Christ. Hallelujah! Every time we come to church, we lie down. We worship. We lift our hands. We don't question. 
the same way. Lie down. Worship. Don't go and answer back to your husband. Ask unto the Lord. Caston Doria. Yeah. Do the same. Wives, submit unto your husband. Ask your husband. Ask unto the Lord. It is here. Ask unto the Lord. So just as, as you will come. Lord, I lift your name on high. You should be able to say, Koku, I lift your name on high. <laughs> but you come to church and you lift your hands. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praise. And you tell foolish man. No matter who he is, so long as he is married to you, he, de- he, de- he demands submission. I'm coming to the second part. Submit. Submit. Do the same for your husbands. Yeah. Are you hearing me, church? Fair, I'm preaching. First Peter. First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3, verse 1. Brother, give me the amplifier so we can amplify the verse well. Just give me the amplified version. In like manner, you married women, be submissive to your own husbands. Into bracket, subordinate yourselves as being secondary. Yeah. yeah. Subordinate yourself as being what? As being what? So who is the primary? So what, what are you? Hmm, it's not easy. Patrick, it's not easy. Secondary, secondary two. And what? And what? And what? Dependent on them. So those of you, well, this is the 90s. I don't need any man to talk to that way. Go your way. Go your way. Even, even Brock Joe does not need a woman to say, I can't tell me what to do. The mystery. That's why you're not enjoying it. This is the mystery. <laughs> I'm preaching. Secondary and dependent on them. And ad- yourself. You are supposed to adapt yourself to him, not the reverse. <laughs> yeah. right, Am I saying something wrong? I mean, I don't like the way people are looking at me. The adaptation is you to him, not him to you. Because when you got married, your name changed. His name did not change. This is why it's a mystery. This is why many people have got it wrong. It's not easy. Adapt uh, yourself to them so that even if any do not obey the word of God, they may be won by 
over by your discussion, but not but by the godly lives of their wives. Verse 2. Hmm. Hey. When they observe the pure and modest way in which you conduct yourself, together with your reverence, your reverence for who? Is it, is it reverence for the reverend? Oh, reverend. Hi, reverend. No. Reverend for who? You are to feel for him. All that reverence includes to respect. Eh, to what? To defer to. Revere him. To honor. Esteem. Appreciate it. Prize. And in the human sense, to adore him. That is to admire, praise, be devoted to, deeply love, and enjoy your husband. Rise is finished. Have you seen why you are struggling? Because you have refused to. This is the mystery. You missed it. This is the mystery. That's what Paul said. It's a great mystery. If, if wives can get this thing unlocked, this thing unlocked, because God, that is how Paul says it's a mystery. It's a mystery in the sense that no matter who the man is, big or small, tall or short, blue or white, green and oil, one thing that they cannot stand is a wife that has not submitted. Am I saying something wrong? I said, Am I saying something wrong? I said, it doesn't matter who you think you are, how sophisticated you are, and how much you earn. Look, no man cannot stand it. Yes. You don't need extra marriage counsel. I'm preaching the word to you. No man can stand it. Whether he has a paycheck or no paycheck. So if you think you cannot submit to him, then don't go near him. But when you go, if you marry him, then understand the consequences. Before you say yes, don't say yes. When you are not, you say, if you cannot stand being submissive to him, then don't go near. But once you go near, the, he is, you are required to adore him. Respect. Hey, do, do, do you understand the word defer? Do you understand the English word defer? Can I get someone who understands English? I don't understand. What does it mean to defer to? What does it mean to the ask student defer to? Huh? Defer to my wife. He, huh? he, he comes first. That's English language. He comes first. So if you don't, if you think this uh, Stephen guy cannot come first before you, then don't, 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 don't marry him. But the day you marry him, then he's first.
Reverend Pat, the church is quiet. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, continue, brother. Can't even say all the things. Where are we now? Let your let not let not yours be the merely external adoring with elaborate interweaving and nothing of the hair, the wearing of jewelry, or the change of clothes. You see, you see, you see, you see, you see. Let me tell you something. Let me see. Your beauty is not in your nails, nor in your hair. Let me tell you something. When a man is angry with you, no matter what way you do, they don't see. That's why you don't know. That's why you don't know. When the man is angry, you can wear the, the little mermaid hair wig. They don't see. They are annoyed. <laughs> That's why you don't know. It's all on scoring. You can wear jaguar nails. It's all, when a man is angry, he is angry. They don't see. Yeah. So the Bible said that what they are looking for is that inner adorning, submission, not plaiting of hair. You, you see, let me tell you, my, my daughters, you, you see, you may, you may attract him with your long hair, but you cannot keep him with that. Because after they come to the house, the parameters change. You must confirm. Thank you, brother. Adapt. We read it, oh? Adapt to defer to. We read it. Thank you. Thank you for having me to preach. <laughs> I didn't even, I, I'm just reading the Bible. Hallelujah. Yeah. The beauty that the husband is looking for is not the long hair. You have not seen an angry man before. If you don't take it, you throw all the wig out. I said he would just get up and say, I mean, one husband told me that look, when he's working in his bedroom, he's wondering, he's wondering whether he's at a fetish shrine. You understand what I said? He said, when he's working through his bedroom, sometimes he wonders why, whether he's at a fetish shrine. Because his wife had a lot of wigs on stunts. <laughs> That's what he said. So am, I, am I walking through a shrine? Because there are all this hate, all this. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nice. Listen to me. It's nice. We enjoy it. It's beautiful for a woman to look good, beautiful. But, see, but that is not the primary thing a man is looking for. SNS. Submission. And supportive. Ah. And supportive, and supportive, and supportive. Yes, yes. Don't become the chief opposition leader in the house. Supportive. The man is looking for support. Support him. Jesus said, "Listen." He said, "Ask between Christ and the church." between Christ and the church. Okay? And Jesus said, I will build my church. And we, the bride, we support the building of the church. That's what it's supposed to be. We don't oppose it. We don't criticize it. 
Listen to me. Your husband wants your support, not your criticism and your opposition. Huh? If he, what, I mean, one husband told me that, look, Reverend, my wife, if I say blue, he will say green. If I say red, he will say white. If I say left, she will say right. So after some time of marriage, if I want left, I will say right. Then she will say, <laughs> Yes. Because anything I say, opposition leader, these are true stories I'm telling you. Another guy also told me, look, Reverend, my house, I have resigned. He said, I have retired. Because nothing I do in this house is okay. So now, see no nothing, do no nothing, country broke or country no broke. <laughs> I have retired in this house. That's what the husband told me. He said, I have retired. He said, there's nothing I do in this house that I get, I get compliments. Even if I change the bulb, I change the bulb. You say that, why do you put a blue? Should I put green? He said, I, I, so an idea. Look, eh, the bulb is falling off. The, I have retired. The opposition is too much. He needs your support. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, wives. You see, even if what he's saying is wrong, okay, you can explain to him that, oh, maybe this will not work. But if after that he still says, I want to do it this way, please accept it and support him. Hmm. And even after supporting him and it goes wrong, don't say, I told you so. No, no, no. <laughs> So, when they talk to you, you don't listen. Is that support? <laughs> yes. I told you so. Talk to you, don't listen. No. That's not support. Hey. What are the two mysteries of a wife? SS. What? Submission. That's all. If you can do that, you unlock the mystery. Hmm. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Hey. Paul is talking about the mysteries. Obviously, he also had a mystery for husbands. <laughs> He also has some mistress of the husbands. It was not only about the wives. The mistress, the mistress for the husband that he told us that every woman deserves love and sacrifice. <laughs> love and sacrifice. He says, husbands, love your wives as Christ Loved the church and gave himself. Are you hearing me? So, husbands are expected to be loving. 
Every woman, all that the woman wants from you is love, love. Now I can hear some guy, some cool guy at the back. Well, I love my wife. I call him babe. He's my babe. I love my wife. Okay. You love your wife? You love your wife? Husbands, love your wife. Don't say that all oh, because you and I, we're cool. We're, we're having sex. I love him. No, no. What is love? Husbands, love your wife. And if you want to know what love is, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm preaching, Pastor. No, no, no. Give me uh, King James. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have no... Oh, that is old. Let's go to New Living. Modern version. New Living. Something. Yes. If I could speak in any language in heaven or on earth, but don't have love, but don't love others, I will only be making a meaningless noise. Like a going or something like that. Verse 2. If I have the gift of prophecy and I know all these things, and without love, I will no good. Verse 3. If I give everything to the poor, blah, 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 I have no love, it is useless. Verse 4. Then he begins to define love. So, husband, if you say you love your wife, this way, let's, let's take it easy. The first thing is, love is patient. So, the first sign that, if you say you love your wife, what, are you patient with her? Are you patient with her? You are always irritated. Always irritated. Every time. <laughs> I'm preaching. Always screaming. You are patient with every other lady. But as soon as it's your wife, hurry up, hurry up. Hallelujah. Love is patient. Are you patient with her? You, you are patient with every other girl. You can listen to them. But as soon as it's your wife, what? Love is what? Love is not what? And, and, and kind. And what? And what? I want to hear. And what? And what? Love is kind. Kind. When was the last time you bought her a gift? When was the last time you gave her a gift? Apart from the engagement cloth you sent, no other gift. <laughs> when even Mother's Day, you, are, you even Mother's Day, you are looking for a sale. <laughs> Love is kind, 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 kind. I mean, when was the last time you went through a shop and you said, oh, this shoe may look nice on my wife. You don't even know her shoe size. First of all, you don't even know her shoe. <laughs> I'm preaching. You don't even know her shoe size. When was the last time you bought, You said, this shoe will look nice on her. Or maybe this pants will look good on her. You don't even know the size. It's kind. It's not jealous. Not jealous. 
boastful. You are too boastful. Listen to me. If I had not married you, if I had not married you, please, you are too boastful. Who are you? <laughs> but for me, where would you have been? From your poor village. Look at you today. Please, you are too boastful. Who, you, you two, who are you? <laughs> boastful. Life is not boastful. Too proud. Listen. From your village, nobody will have come to America but for me. Hey, take it easy, brother. Opera? Boastful? Hey. Hmm. That, what? We're still on love. Go again, brother. What was five says that? All root. <laughs> All root. Love does not demand its own way. <laughs> love, I like this part. Love is not irritable. The number one irritant in your house is your wife. Anybody you can tolerate by your wife. Anybody you can tolerate. But as soon as she opens her mouth, when people are late, you can tolerate them. When people make mistakes, you can tolerate them. But your wife is not allowed. <laughs> no. Have you seen why you are having difficulties and you are not enjoying? This is the mystery. Are you patient with her? Hey. Not now. And it <laughs> and it keeps no record when it has been wrong. I mean, where, I mean, uh, where, uh, diary. Listen to me. Two years ago, you did that. Uh, this is the last time. Records. You have archives of when, yeah, two years ago, last year, two years ago. Uh, please. Record keeping, Mr. Husband. You cannot let things go. You have a man. You have so much unforgiveness in you. Keeps no record of wrong. She she burned the uh, she uh, she burned the stew two weeks ago. You kept it. Five years ago, when she was making the rice, it became rice water. You kept it. <laughs> and some of you are so quiet. You actually take pictures of the burnt stew, so that you can you can bring. Listen to me. I have evidence. Useless woman. You don't know how to cook. Put on Facebook, no. <laughs> record keeping. Keep no records. Of when it had been wronged. Hey, it's not you. This is love. This is love. Almost time. Go ahead. Okay, fine. That's enough for you. I can't even go on. You see, and sacrifice. And sacrifice. Love and sacrifice. As Christ loved the church. 
You see, headship is not only authority. Authority comes with sacrifice. Hallelujah. Authority comes with sacrifice. Headship is not only authority. Hallelujah. Are you willing to are you willing to sacrifice for her? Are you willing to say that look? I am satisfying my time watching football so you can go and do your hair. I'm watching football. Are you willing to okay? Let me take care of the child so that I cannot watch this football game. So that you can go and do something. Sacrifice. Are you willing to forego your pleasure? Your status? So that she can do what she needs to do? Are you even willing to sometimes maybe even change your career or put your career up so that she can do something? Why is it that it must always be about you? The only thing that works in this house is that one is about you. What about my interest? Have you ever thought about her interest? Have you ever thought about the thing that hurts her? So long as it is your way, it is it. Anything that's not your way is the highway. Have you even thought about it? Am I willing to sacrifice? I have gotten ABCD. She has nothing. So maybe let me take a post. She can also do something. Are you willing? It's always about you, 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 Mr. Big Head. <laughs> Let it change. <laughs> yeah, I'm, listen. This is the mystery. Mystery. Are you willing to sacrifice? To forego something? The Bible says, as Christ loved the church and gave sacrifice. Lay something down. Lay something down. Lay something down. All that we see is the woman is always following the man for the man to achieve his dreams. When would the man also post so the woman can also do something? Listen, the way you are looking at me, I don't like it. Let the church say amen. Let's rise up to our feet and close. <laughs> Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. Sing it again. Let the church say Let the church say amen. Paul said, This is a great mystery. For God has spoken. Let the church. Let the church say, I'll tell you something. See, we are always looking for a change in the other person. But not a change in ourselves. Yes, sir. It's always about the other person should change. Yeah. One of the things that amazed me recently, recently, we we're praying. At, uh, we we're praying about steps to the anointing. Mm-hmm. 
Okay? And one of the topics I told them to pray about was that one of the things that will affect your anointing is the person you marry. Do you remember that topic? Yes. And day after day, I heard all the people who were leading, some married, some not married, always saying that pray about the person you're going to marry so that you marry the right person. So that you, uh, because when you marry the wrong person, it will affect your anointing. It will affect your anointing. And I heard everybody saying pray. So the, the, pray about the person you're going to marry. See, but I never heard the people who were married say that pray for yourself so that you will be a hindrance to your spouse's anointing. It's only about the other person. What about you also? Pray for yourself so that the, anoint, the, the one you are married to, his anointing will not be hindered. Or her anointing will not be hindered. That's why you didn't pray about yourself. Pray always pray for the other person. You are always looking for a change in the, somebody. What about you, can, you? You also can be a hindrance to your spouse's anointing. So pray so that him or her will not, be, will not lose his anointing. It's, it's always about somebody. God has spoken. God has spoken. God has spoken. Let the church. Let the church sing it again. Oh, let the church show God. Let the church sing. Amen. Let the church sing. For God has spoken. with every eye closed and every head bowed. The mystery also talks about Christ and the church. So this afternoon you are here, you are not born again, you are not saved, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? This morning, Jesus Christ sacrificed himself for you and I. This is why God sent his son to die for us. And it's very simple. It says, if you believe in your heart, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So if you are not born again, please, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I would like you to lift up your hands and I pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to be saved. Salvation is knocking at your door. Please lift up your hand and I pray for you. No movement at this time. I'm serious about this altar call. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you are not saved, please don't joke with it. Don't joke with it. It's important. It's the most important decision you can take. Male or female, don't go hold. White or black, it doesn't matter. You all need to be saved. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for salvation. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork.com.
at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.